Hello, this is Professor Akia with a new hot ride of the presses Korean movie starring veteran actress and former bombshell Kim Yesu and a newcomer actress Kim Go Un. This movie is Coin Locker Girl in English and Chinatown in Korean. Hmm. Well, I guess the movie titled Chinatown had already been taken in English. You know that little movie starring a not well-known actor. What was his name? Jack Nicholas? Mm, not the golf guy. It was Jack something. Uh, oh, yep, Jack Nicholson. Introduction to the Coin Locker Girl. Don't up, Jim. Momuru got pa. The crime noir genre is the Korean movie genre that is most well known to the outside world. Examples would be Old Boy from 2003 and I Saw the Devil from 2010. What may be somewhat ironic is that the Korean crime noir genre is not really that Korean. What I mean is that it does not really reflect the nature of Korea as it is that much. There is no authenticity there. In practice, the world in Korean crime movies feels like a hybrid between Japanese crime movies, old Hong Kong crime movies, and a touch of Hollywood crime movies also. The result is that Korean crime movies can be as alien to us as sci-fi movies, in some ways, this may actually help separate these movies from its culture, making them more commercial to audiences outside of the culture. However, that is another story for an another time. This characteristic can be both an advantage and a disadvantage. On one hand, there's a lot of flexibility to what one can do and the resulting movie feels somewhat ageless since it is not tied to any real-life elements. On the other hand, because it is not tied to real life, it can easily lose any social context, which is one of the primary themes behind a crime movie. Thus, it can easily feel shallow. Just think how much movies like Godfather and Goodfellows gain from their connection to the times they were set in. Coin Locker Girl or Chinatown as a Korean noir movie has this shortcoming. This story can be told totally separate from its context. It could be set in a fantasy kingdom with dragons, knights, and you would not lose that much. Actually, I think I've seen some movies that did basically this story in those settings, and it fit rather well as there is something Shakespearean to the basic story behind this movie. Oh, and I'll just refer to this movie as Coin Locker Girl for, from now on. And to be frank, Coin Locker Girl is a far better name for this movie. Korean movies have a bad habit of naming movies according to places which do not really have as much impact on the movie as the makers think they, they do. In other words, they do not really get the point of the movie they are making. But that is Korean for you. We miss points. But back to the plot. The plot. The basic framework of the plot follows the extremely cliché story of an orphan getting taken in by a criminal organization slash family. That orphan then grows up as a member of that criminal family who then veers into tragedy when that orphan meets someone 
Hormones, flies, panty gets lost all over the place. This leads to a collision between the orphan and that orphan's adoptive family. And we have a making of a Shakespearean tragedy. You know that story, you have seen this in hundreds of movies. In Corn Locker Girl, there is not much drastic change to this basic story. The orphan now is a 19 or 20 year old Korean girl who was abandoned right after birth in a coin locker at a subway station giving us the title of the movie. She is sold to a criminal family of indeterminate size and strength headed by an older woman just named Mama located in the Chinatown of Korea. This movie does not bother with actually showing much of the actual criminal world so you don't have to be concerned also with that. The only real changes to the basic story are that you have a gender swap among the main characters from male to female and that the setting is Chinatown of Korea. Oh and the orphan's age was dropped to a younger 19 or 20 but I'll talk about that later. Gender swapping. Over the last decade and a half or so there has been a trend of female characters co-opting formerly male characters stories to varying degrees of success. Sometimes these movies end up exploring something new and thus adding to the richness of the basic story. Other times it is just a money grab to bring in formerly neglected female audiences by superficially empowering them. The gender swap in Queen Luck Girl is somewhat in the middle because it does introduce something new by making the core relationship a pseudo mother and daughter thing rather than the well-worn father and son relationship. In addition, this is a gender swap from both angles. Even previous gender swap movies with similar plots in different genres touch more on the pseudo father and daughter relationships. This meant only swapping from one angle. For example, the supernatural movies such as Blood and Chocolate from 2009 and Underworld from 2003 follows the basic plot framework used by Corn Like a Girl also. The fact that the former two have a female character be a werewolf and a vampire is rather irrelevant. The two were about pseudo father and daughter relationships just in the context of a supernatural crime family. Corn Luck Girl is different in this regard. However, in execution, this is not explored in detail because Corn Luck Girl is a rather superficial movie in regards to its genre. There's no subtext or social messages. There is not even a commentary on crime in general. The movie chooses to just be about the characters on their rather melodramatic, slightly young adult journey to a tragic end. It is a story about emotions and sentimentalities than, than any social messaging. This means that other than the byproduct of the characters being female, there's no intentional attempt to explore this pseudo mother and daughter relationship other than the obvious. And this is the same for the setting of Chinatown. Race, crime, and career. The Chinese are spread all around the globe to a degree that Koreans cannot even match and we are everywhere. Korea has had a decent Chinese population for at least a century now who were actually discriminated against. This is somewhat of a not bad setting for a noir movie. I mean all of the mafia movies are set in discriminated Italian communities after all. 
I say summer because the Korean here in Korea were more like the merchant-oriented Jewish in America rather than the labor-oriented Italians in America. This means that what we could call Chinatowns here are far less slum-like. However, this doesn't matter as the Chinese-slash-immigrant element has utterly no impact on the movie. In fact, I'm not sure that any of the characters in the movie is actually Chinese. There are only about two lines of Chinese spoken in the whole movie, and even that is just in passing. The only thing that actually even refers to this movie being set in Chinatown is about two or three scenes showing a street sign. That's all. Oh, and the character seems to order a lot of Chinese takeout. However, that doesn't mean anything. Does ordering pizza a lot mean that you are in the Italian Mafia? Also, Chinese food in Korea is as Chinese as American Chinese food is Chinese. Why would any self-respectful Chinese criminal eat that? It is like the Corleones ordering from Domino's. I don't think even the Sopranos would order Domino's pizzas. This is just one example of the shallowness of the movie. What is Coin Locker Girl about? I call Coin Locker Girl this movie a mix between the female character dynamic of The Devil Wears Prada from 2006 and the plot of Kill Bill Volume 2 from 2004 without the impressive action. Just think about it. If you remove all the action from the Kill Bill movies, it is just about a crime family member, the bride, escaping and hooking up with a civilian who is then murdered by her former crime family. So after a series of revenges, the bride ends up at the door of Bill and both parties know the final. Confrontation is inevitable. This is basically the plot of Kornak Girl also, but far less awesome. Where the Devil Wears Prada comes into play is with the character dynamics. Contrary to Kill Bill Volume 2, which has a more scorned lover's relationship dynamic, Coin Locker Girl has a somewhat boss-slash-pseudo-mother-and-daughter relationship between an older woman and a younger female girl. The reason why I refer to Devil Wears Prada is because this relationship is not overly lovey-dovey. I mean, Mama is the head of a crime organization after all. What is interesting about Corner Girl is that in this area, on paper, there is no reason for this relationship to be a pseudo mother and daughter one. You can basically turn both parties into men, and there is no need to change a single line of dialogue in the script. The uniqueness of the relationship comes from the casting and the performances. The ladies' performances. On the pages of the script, there is nothing really special about Coin Locker Girl. It is your cliché crime noir movie. What elevates the material is mostly the performance of the two female lead actresses on the foundation of some decent directing. As the protagonist, you have Kim Go-un, age 24, who played the kid in the movie Monster from 2014. In this movie, her role is that of a silent protagonist you can easily find in this kind of crime movie. In fact, I do not think she has more than 5 minutes of total dialogue in the whole movie. However, without words, she does do an interesting job of portraying a kid who has only known the life fate has given her. At the same time, she is a teenager who hungers for affection wherever she can get it. I don't know if she has range as an actress, but 
I think she has much promise. The antagonist Mama is played by Kim Yasu, who is trying to make a change in her career from a sexy bombshell to more maternal roles. In other words, she is trying to pull off a Julianne Moore. This is a welcome change as Kim Yasu has been doing basically the same thing since Taja, the high rollers from 2006, about 8 years ago. In Coin Lock Girl, Kim Yasu is doing a somewhat softer and less crazy version of Mama from the movie Dread from 2012, which was portrayed by Lena Headey of Game of Thrones fame. Kim Yasu gives us a quite decent performance, although I think it is about 5% short of perfection. She does not have the maternal angle totally nailed at the present. There is some sign of a previous acting style, which I think is more because of the actual material being thin than her lack of effort. These two actresses actually have decent chemistry and is basically the only interesting character dynamic that arises above your typical cliché that this movie has to offer. The shortcomings. This is where the material lets down the performances. Clichés do not need to be equated to being thin. You can still do a lot with what Coin Locker Girl has got. However, with this movie, there is just a setup and a series of escalating events. In a lot of ways, it's structured more like an action movie rather than a noir movie. However, there is barely any action in the movie other than a few knife fights, not even fights, which are not something you're gonna phone home about. What I mean is that the events of the movie are rather compressed and feel rushed through. You have the protagonist being introduced and suddenly everything is escalating towards the tragic end without proper motivational developments. The protagonist being basically a teenager does help to justify things escalating a little, but not totally. It does not help that the love interest who incites everything is basically a dick and our protagonist just knew him for a day, a single day. Another thing that lets down the movie is that the protagonist rather passively bumbles through the movie almost to the end. Unlike the bride, our protagonist does not really earn the ending she gets. The character lacks a certain degree of agency you would expect from this type of movie. As a result, the seriousness of the tragedy gets somewhat watered down. The conclusion. Coin Locker Girl is a noir movie. However, is it a good one? with the emphasis on the genre? This is somewhat of a complex question to answer. On an objective scale, Coin Locker Girl is not a particularly outstanding or even an innovative movie in terms of its noir movie elements. In fact, the movie is filled with cliches and does not have anything to say about the nature of crime and such. However, not being a good noir movie not necessarily equates to being a bad movie. Coin Locker Girl is a noir movie that is filled with cliches, but tries to do a single thing differently. By this, I mean the lead actress's relationship. And this is what elevates the movie from being your bargain bin movie. The performances of the lead actresses are the reason to see this movie, while the roles they have are not deep in terms of what is typed on paper. The two actresses managed to bring more out of the material, and I think this is worth a lot. It also helps that the director seems to put a lot of effort into the cinematography and the editing. 
There's not much I would ask from the director other than fixing the lackluster soundtrack selection. So overall, I give Coin Locker Girl slash Chinatown a solid B or 6.75 out of 10. B or 6.75 out of 10. It is your noir movies for beginners with more soapy melodramatics. This was my review of Coin Locker Girl slash Chinatown, which I call Prada and the Blind Makes a Noir Movie. So thank you for listening, viewing this review. Please comment, visit my blog, share, and I'll see you later. This was Professor Akia introducing Korean movies to the wider world. Thank you. Have a nice day.